Breast milk science. It's a thing. And it's our thing. We're Byheart. We're an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet. Breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We make our formula in our own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, using a small batch manufacturing process that works to preserve the integrity of our ingredients. We ran the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in 25 years and clinically proved benefits like easier digestion, less gas, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. We were the first infant formula company to earn the Clean Label Project Purity Award. And while we've put a lot into Byheart, there's a long list of things you won't see on our ingredient list, like no corn syrup, no maltodextrin, no GMO ingredients, no soy, no palm oil. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Come on in, 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 come on in. Uh, tonight, I want to do a quick Ask the Bishop tonight. I want to keep my word. I said I was going to do it. It has been a super full day, but I want to keep my word. I said I was going to do it today. Uh, y'all come in real quick. We're just going to have a quick conversation. You can ask me anything. Um, really tonight, we're just going to, we're going to make it anything, not just relationships, but anything. Uh, when you come in, let me know where you're watching from. We're going to do this real quick tonight. It is 10 o'clock on the mountain time. Let me tell you something. It is too cold in Denver, Colorado. It is like, Alexa, what's the temperature in Denver? Listen to this. She going to act up tonight. Alexa, what's the temperature in Denver? Really? Right Alexa? Now, oh. It's 9 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 9 Tonight, degrees. Expect a low of 6 degrees. Expect a low of 6. This is a mess. What's going on, Virginia? This is a total mess. But anyway, come on in. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. It's 26 and down. This is a mess. I heard that it was... Uh, uh, icy in Texas. I heard there was it was icy in Texas. Uh, this is a mess. Ain't nobody got time for that. Anyway, come on in, guys. I want to just keep my word. I said I was going to do a quick as the business tonight. You can ask me anything: relationships, business, money, finance, Bible. I'm going to make it uh, pretty broad tonight uh, about anything. Uh, I want to start with this though tonight. Welcome to the cold side. Mm -mm. No thanks. No. What is the temperature, uh, Doctor Allen? What is the temperature in Little Rock? What's the temperature? It was sunny in Tampa. Come on, Virginia. Listen, um, it, it was, at, we getting ice in the morning. This is a mess watching from South Florida. I know you watching. I know you watching and I know ain't none of it affecting you down there. I already know it. This is an absolute mess. Um, so I wanna I wanna start with this. I'm gonna do a video on it uh, probably tomorrow. It's 27 in, in South Carolina. Hold on, where did you say you, uh, where you at, Dr. Allen? Uh, wow, that's, that's a mess. Um, so listen, we got Shirley on the way. Oh, that's right. Winter storm, Shirley. If y'all watch my messages, you know, I have church characters. I have Jackie, Darlene and Shirley. And I saw this thing the other day where winter storm Shirley is coming. And I thought that was so funny. Um, so look guys real quick. Um, I'd use the question mark at the bottom. You can ask me a question. I already know how this goes when we start doing these. What's happening, Apostle? Uh, good to see you. Um, is that when we start out, the questions come in slow. And then once I get going, then all of a sudden the numbers like double and triple. And then I get a bunch of questions. So get your questions in. I'm going to take three tonight. Ask the Bishop. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do a whole Ask the Bishop podcast. In fact, I decided that today um, just to cover those because we cover a whole lot of good questions and good subjects. To so use the question mark, ask me a question, anything. But I want to start with this. 
tonight and I'm gonna do a video about this tomorrow. I was frustrated about something today. How many of you, you've been frustrated about some things that have been happening in areas of your life in the last 12 days? If you've experienced some frustration, or 11 days, uh, I guess 12 if you're on the East Coast, but in the last 11 to 12 days, you've been frustrated with some things. What is frustration? Here it is. Frustration is the chasm or the gap between expectation and realization. So if this is expectation and this is realization, this gap in between, this is frustration. How many of you been frustrated? I, I, I've had some areas where I was so frustrated. And today I was so frustrated about something. I'm, and I started going down a path of saying, God, you know, and, and immediately when I do that, did that, here's what, um, here's what the Lord said. He said, I need you to redefine what a win is. I need somebody to type that on the screen. Redefine a win. Redefine. I see several hands about frustration. Redefine a win. Hey, Pastor, leave back. Redefine a win. Um, many times you're frustrated because your expectation, again, what is it? Frustration. It's the chasm, the gap between expectation and realization. Guys, we're going to do three questions. We're almost there. Just put it in the question mark down there. He said, son, I need you to redefine what a win is. He said, you have defined a win in that area as this. And if you're like me, how many of y'all are like me? Like, I am competitive. I am a winner. I'm a fighter. I'm a gladiator. Like, I, listen, if you give me something to do, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it figured out. We're doing a whole uh, production upgrade and we were having challenges with production integrators and companies that do that business and so you know what I did I figured it out I started my own we started our own integration company today our first installations happening uh, today because I just I'm gonna figure it out you're not gonna stop me for some of you I need you to quit letting circumstances punk you a no does not mean no it just means not this way and maybe not with you mm. come on it does no does not mean no can I get you to type that on the screen no does not mean no. Um, and so if you're like that, I see several of your hands that are up where you're like that. You like to get things done. You like to make things happen. And so I was just so frustrated with something. I just said, God, I'm frustrated about this. And he said, son, stop. He said, I need you to redefine what a win is. He said, you have classified a win based upon and predicated upon this. And he said, that's not a win in that. He says, everybody listen, he says, the old system saw that as a win, but you represent a new system, which means, uh, which means, watch me, which means that is not, that is not how you need to define a win. And for many of you, the reason you are frustrated is because you need to redefine what a win is. Like, for example, with friendships, guys, I got one, I got room for one more question. We're going to take three questions tonight. Um, stick them in the question. I'm pointing down here because over here, stick them in the question thing. We're going to take just a few questions. I know y'all are not used to seeing me at no 10 o'clock on no Thursday night, but I wanted to keep my word because I said I was going to do an Ask the Bishop today and uh, I, want, I didn't want the day to go out before I was able to do that. Um, but you need, like friendship, for example, many times you will define a win in friendship as longevity. All right. But if I listen, longevity does not mean success. You both can be friends. It just, just means both of y'all have been miserable and nobody has had the courage to end a toxic friendship. I wish y'all were talking to me better than, than y'all are talking to me right now. A win in friendship is not longevity. A win in friendship is value added. Meaning what value do they add to me and what value do I add to them? Like that's a win. It is not a win just because we've been friends for 30 years. Oh my God, 
But are either one of you all better for being in each other's life? I pray that in your next 12, God will put people in your life that you make better and that make you better. If you missed last night's message, one in a million, I know we had some streaming uh, difficulties. I was coming through like a black and white TV set for the first part and then, then it corrected. So it's good now. You can get that podcast and you can get that message from last night, one in a million. But let the people that you love over the next 12, let it be so amazing um, that your love is one in a million. Let people think twice before you walk out their life because they must say, listen, I am not, I need this person in my life. I remember a friend of mine one time, he told me, he said, Bishop, he said, listen, he said, sir, uh, I, I, you make me better. He was a very well accomplished, successful individual uh, and what he did, very accomplished. And he said, are you always this strong? And I said, this, this is who I am. I said, I didn't even realize it was strong. For many of you, you don't even realize your attributes because it's just who you are. It's going to take another to be able to help you identify who you are. Listen, this is why you cannot be so closed off and so negative and so cold. Why? Because many times it's going to take other people to help you identify your attributes because you don't see them because they're who you are. And to you, it's normal. But to somebody else, it's supernatural. To you, it's normal, but to somebody else, it's supernatural. To you, you were just running your mouth, but to them, it's like a whole situation. Um, so you have to redefine a win. You have to redefine a win. In business, you have to redefine a win. Um, maybe in business, perhaps your revenue wasn't the same. How many business owners are on tonight or entrepreneurs or nonprofit leaders? Y'all wave at me. So again, if you don't know my story, I started my first business when I was 12. By the time I was 21, I built a very successful multi-million dollar real estate finance business while simultaneously I was administered at the same time. Um, and so the Lord allowed me to achieve a lot uh, early on. And in business, come on, my, 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 uh, he, he says, uh, he says, I'm a witness to that. Come on. It, it was on the white was on top of my white shirt. So I couldn't see it all the way through. Um, but let me help you. Sometimes a win is not just in your revenue. Right. It's in your profitability. You have to redefine a win. So maybe you didn't bring in. And, and listen, this is for everybody, even in your personal finances. Maybe you didn't bring in as much revenue. Right. But you were more profitable. Got it. So you can bring in more revenue, but be less profitable. So maybe your chase should not be a certain income, but it should be. Watch me. A certain profitability, because for some of you, here's the deal. Your income may have decreased, but you're more profitable. I wish I had some witnesses on here tonight where maybe something in your life looked like it was negative, but something you were more profitable. That means what is profit? That is what you have left over. All right. Um, maybe your circle is smaller in your life. Let's go here. And I got room for one more question. We do some ask the bishop questions. I got room for one more. And then and then I'm going to answer those questions. And then we're out. Um, let's do uh, one more area. Um, you put y'all put the area on there and I'll teach you the principle. All right? And I'm going to do a video about it tomorrow about redefining a win. It's No Safe Thursday. I ain't recording no video on No Safe Thursday. I know some people like, I don't like all this. I like this smooth. I'm a smooth operator. <laughs> Listen, all right, so uh, uh, y'all put the subject on here, whatever, on how to redefine a win. Whatever subject you put, whatever one I see first, I'm gonna go with that to teach you this principle. Because again, if you're just popping in, this is something the Lord shared with me today. He says, you're frustrated. What's frustration? Frustration is the difference. So here's your expectation. Here's the, the realization, this chasm, this difference in between the two, that's frustration. And often you feel frustrated 
because this is redefined. This is re this this needs to be redefined. All right, uh, work. Okay, that's a great work problems. All right, excellent. So first of all, realize that um, whenever there is conflict, that is evidence of growth. I need you to type that on the screen. Conflict is evidence of growth. Um, Bishop, do you want to be married? If so, why, why not? You got to use the question mark down below to ask the question. Um, and that's <laughs> good question. Um, so listen, um, wherever there's conflict, there's growth. Here's what, y'all ready for this? Here's what most of us avoid. Most of us avoid conflict. We don't want conflict. We don't want tough questions. We don't want, we don't, we don't want that. The problem is if you avoid conflict, you also negate growth. I'm going to back that thing up. So you get it. If you avoid conflict, you avoid growth. Conflict is evidence of growth. It is evidence that something is moving forward. And so for most of us, we don't want conflict. Like we want stuff to be smooth all the time. We don't want any issues. We don't want any bumps. We don't want any of that. But the reality is conflict is evidence of growth. So whenever there is conflict, it is now proof that growth has occurred. But watch me. It is also an opportunity for growth to happen. So at work, come on, Angela, I'm going to wait for this one. Yes, I know it's late. I just have to pop on and keep my word. Um, so what happens is if you've got an issue at work, number one, recognize, everybody listen to this. This is going to be real good what I'm about to say. That is not your company. You literally work for another man to produce another man's vision or woman. When I say man, it's generic. One of the things we have to understand, especially as Christians, is that you are there to build another person's thing. So you, you need to first recognize, listen, I am subject to the system in place. If you don't want to be subject, start your own. Got it? But realize you're going to have the pressure that comes with your own. That's number one. You are there to build another person's. Um, as a pastor, um, a leading a, a, a harvest, as well as a bishop overseeing other pastors and leaders and business owners and all that. Um, like, listen, like it, this is not what I just feel. It's not about what you feel. You have to fall in line with who the headship is. You are subject to the order of that business. That's their business. Well, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. No, if you don't like it, start your own. But what you don't get to do is go in there in the name of Jesus and not get your job done. Y'all ain't going to talk. What you don't get to do is go in there in the name of Jesus and be disrespectful. Now, do, there's the, do, do you need to stand up for, for what you believe? Absolutely. Like Muslims do it all the time. Jews do it all the time. I'm not coming to work on this day. It's a religious holiday. Only Christians are the ones that I got to work. Muslims and Jews don't do that. So, yes, there needs to be religious liberty. And in America, we have all those legal protections and things like that. But number one, you are there on somebody else's assignment. If you're working on somebody else's project, it's not your project. You are subject to. And that principle alone, I could do a whole series on because many people don't want to be subject to, yet you want to check from. It's quiet in here tonight. You don't want to be subject to, but you want to check from and you want to do it in the name of God. Right. All right. OK. Are people going to persecute you? Yes. Are people going to talk about you? Yes. Are people going to say, here come that Christian? Yes. Let them talk. OK. But at the end of the day, nobody will outdo me in doing my job. Pastor said he throw on his phone. Nobody will outdo me in doing my job. Let me tell you something. This is how I knew. I knew I wanted my own. 
early on is so I started my own as a kid. You know, I started my first business when I was twelve. Like I said, my picture's still up. There's a bank here in Denver. It may even be up on their website. Young Americans Bank. It's Young Americans Education uh, Foundation. And I started my first business when I was twelve. I knew early on I wanted to make my own money, and I knew early on that I wanted to call the shots. Here's the deal: you're gonna call the shots. You have to take the shots. So I made sure I was an excellent employee for the few times I was one. You would not get a better employee than me. And I said, this is not the seat. I need to be in the other seat. I need to be in the seat where I'm calling the shots, not in the seat where the shots are being called. But while they're being called, I'm going to obey them shots. Y'all are quiet over here tonight. All right. You cannot uh, not be subject to and get a check from. And people do this even in church. People will do this like you think that the church is supposed to take. I'm going to go here. You think that the church is supposed to take sloppy serving. Y'all don't want to talk now like sloppy serving and sloppy doing stuff like we're supposed to take that. No, we don't have to. take. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not starving. So I don't have to serve what you feed me if what you feed me is not good. Come on. Some of you need to have that principle with some people in your life. Like I'm not starving. So if you're not going to be a good friend to me, I ain't starving. So I don't have to take what you're serving me. You are serving me. Eddie, you need to go watch last night's message. You're serving me cold pizza, and I don't have to eat that. Today, today was my cheat day, so I had pizza today. Ooh, boy, I had some pizza today. And I wanted to try this new pizza. I'm going to tell y'all where it's from. Don't y'all judge me. It's from Pizza Hut. And they had this new Detroit-style pizza. Well, I'm all into Detroit-style pizza now. Like, it was regular pizza. Then I had this whole phase of Chicago pizza. And right now, I'm in Detroit-style pizza. Like, Detroit-style, there's a spot here. It's amazing. So, I had that. So, when it was delivered, I didn't know it was here. So, it sat out and it got cold. And, and I, I said, well, I don't have to eat that. And so, what we have to understand, nobody has to take and tolerate sloppy. Nobody has to take and tolerate mess, junk, and drama. Nobody has to take that. And sometimes in church, people think, well, yeah, you know, they just need to. No, you give God your best. Right? Somebody said pizza has a spot. Let me tell you something. That government cheese they use on those pizzas. Listen, it's anointed. It's got a, it's anointed. Now, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. <laughs> listen, it was good. Um, Good-ish. All right. But listen, nobody has to take that. Nobody has to take that. Nobody has to take average and do it in the name. Well, people just need to understand. I don't have to understand nothing. Y'all ain't hear me. Mr. Clark, one of my favorite movies, Lean on Me. Uh, they, uh, 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 she says, you have to do this. And Mr. Clark, what did Mr. Clark say? Some of y'all type it on the screen. Tell me what Mr. Clark said. Whoever types what Mr. Clark said about the only thing he has to do, I am sending you a Harvest gift pack. We're going to send you a gift pack of some Harvest merch. Whoever types that first. All right. What did Mr. Clark say? Only thing I got to do is, and this, tap it on the screen. If y'all remember that movie, Lean On Me. Lean On Me. Uh, while I'm waiting on you, <laughs> I've had to up my excellence. That's good. You need you some New York pizza. I already had that face. Come on. He got it. I ain't got to do that, but stay back and die. Come on, Father. He got it. I got you. I got you. Uh, I got you. Christina. If you'll make sure uh, we get that, if you'll make sure Adnan gets that note for Apostle uh, right there. Um, I got you. So, Mr. Clark, they were saying, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Mr. Clark was like, look, I ain't got to do none of that. So, number one, the question was, um, when you have work issues, number one, realize you're there to build somebody else's thing. Number two, conflict, as I already mentioned, is an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for growth. Number three, recognize that at the end of the day, it's your job to 
to make sure you do your job better than anyone else does. It is your job to make sure you do your job so well, you do it better than anybody else does. I was that type of an employee. You were not going to outdo me, period, on period. You were not going to outdo me. You were not going to outperform me. You were not going to outwork me. You were not going to, you just weren't, period. And so when you have work issues to the question, you have to take those mentalities. All right, guys, let me do these uh, ask the mission questions real fast and we're going to get out of here. Do you feel pressure to marry? Absolutely not. Let me tell you something. Never let other people, what makes other people happy be the thing that makes you happy. Um, I teach a lot about relationships. And by the way, um, all of the biblical teaching about relationships comes from single men. Jesus, Paul, um, Solomon taught about relationships, but Solomon was talking that freaky talk because Solomon had 700 wives and 300 girlfriends on, on payroll. For some people, listen, um, marriage is a beautiful and awesome thing. Um, but listen, never let somebody else put their pressure on you. And especially if you look at a lot of people who were successful in life early um, and, and are successful in life, for many of them, Marriage, here's the mentality. Marriage is part of life, but it's not the end all. It's not the end all be all. It's not. It's just not. Um, and so for those who say, you know, I need somebody to complete me. I'm telling you how that's going to end. It's over and you're the only one that don't know it. Y'all compliment one another, but you can never complete one another. It's impossible. Right. There's so much depth to that. I did a lot of messages about dating and Christian dating done right and things like that. But you just don't let I don't I don't let anybody else put their pressure on me because let me tell you what happens. A lot of pastors, successful pastors and business owners and all that, they'll let people put pressure on them. Some of y'all got pressured into marrying. When you going to give me some grandbabies? And so now you went off and got married to get somebody a baby who don't even take care of the baby. Now, um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, y'all, you need to go on and get married. You know, life is short. No, I don't speak that on me. My life is not short. The Bible says he will satisfy me with long life. I need y'all to put that on the screen with long life. So that's not my pressure. So I, I don't have any pressure there. Um, and I teach a lot about that. Um, but for those, listen, there are some that, listen, they, they got to be married, right? And there's a whole list of reasons we're not going to go into tonight. Um, but I don't feel that pressure because I don't let anybody, people put their pressure on me. And I love what you said. You feel pressure because of social media. Can I just be honest with y'all? The statistics say 50% of first marriages end in divorce, 67% of second, 73% of third marriages end in divorce. For you to allow somebody to put the pressure on you to marry when the statistics suggest that, can I be honest with you? Most people are posing to post. You literally have to pose to post. But let's take posing and, and give it a different uh, meaning as a verb. You literally are having to make something up so that you can post. You have to pose to post. And so I don't let I don't let that don't don't let that pressure come on you. Like don't, but don't. Because as a pastor, I can tell you that m many of the people who are posing to post are people who are also in counseling, are people who are also in that. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying don't let if you're married enjoy that. If you're married, enjoy that, love that, build that. But if you're single, do not feel the pressure for that. Enjoy it. And that's that stage zero of dating. The most everybody listen, I got to say this and then I'm done with this question. The most important stage of dating, you ready, is your single stage. The most important stage of the dating process is when you're single, period. 
Some period. Because listen, if two incomplete people get together, listen, you're gonna spend your initial years just trying to get complete. And this is why the dis divorce rates are the way they are, is because most people pick poorly. But if you're married, enjoy it, love it. Um, get, get resources to help you be better. But if you're single, enjoy your singleness. The most important part of the dating process is when you're single. And somebody said, you're dating Jesus. No, you're not dating Jesus. And let me tell you, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I just want to stretch you here. It's not, and let me tell you why. Because at the end of the day, you date with the intent to marry. The Bible says he's already married to the backside. Like this is already a thing, you and God. This is a solid thing. Y'all like that song, Solid as a Rock. Don't, 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 don't. Like, you already, some of y'all know the song. You're already solid. Um, I was about to look at my phone, but I'm looking at my phone. And that's that. So don't let any people put their pressure on you. Don't let age pressure you. Oh, child, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60. I got to, don't, don't, don't. Because many of the people putting their pressure on you are the same people that are needing counseling to get through stuff. Yes, thank you. Ask for the Simpson. Thank you. All right. So don't let people put their pressure on you. But guys, there's lots of resources. And that's the series we're in now. Um, love songs. Um, this coming Sunday song is it's Valentine's Day. It's I Will Always Love You. The Whitney Houston version. It's going to be amazing. Last night was amazing. It was one in a million. Last Wednesday was Poison. Um, it was really awesome. And then Sunday's was uh, Cupid by 112. All right. So here we go. Let's do these other two questions and then we're out of here. Uh, see, I told you I was going to happen. Once I start answering questions, then all of a sudden they're going to get, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a bunch of questions. Let's go to this one. Is it safe to start buying products for my business, even if work is kind of slow lately? Here's what I would do. I would find a way to get some type of what's called a drop shipping. Um, you don't, holding inventory is never a good way to build a business. Never. So if you have to pre-sell, pre-sell it so you get the money and then get the, have the orders on standby. But I strongly suggest holding inventory is never a great way to build a business. All right. How many of y'all are business owners on here? You have a business. You have a T-shirt business, a weave business, a teeth business, a gold chain business, a fake gold chain business. A, what, <laughs> what you got? All right. Whatever business you got. Like holding inventory is never a good thing. When you look at a lot of stores, Walmart, Macy's, um, um, Macy's actually is a good example. The inventory, it costs them hundreds of millions, probably billions of dollars. And to hold on to that, hey, Pastor, to hold on to that inventory, that's never a good way to build a business. Instead, what you do is you do pre-orders. This is good. Come on, y'all. Let me help you. You do pre-orders. So you get the revenue to make the orders. And now you already profit positive by the time you make the order. Buying stuff with the hope that you're going to sell it is never a good idea. Do not, do not, do not build a business with inventory. All right. Um, and I got one more question. I said I'm going to do three. I'm going to keep my word. All right. Let's see. Ooh, a lot of good eating questions. This is good. I'm going to do one more. So I'm going to pick one. Bam. Let's go here. How do you start dating again after leaving a traumatic relationship? That's a good question. How many of you all have ever been in a relationship with trauma? With trauma, trauma, whether it was betrayal, cheating, lying, heartbreaking, deceiving, 
skeezing. <laughs> I like that word. All right. Um, what's that? Definitely help my stress. There you go. Wise beyond your years. Bible says wisdom comes through much sorrow. When you are responsible for multi-million dollar transactions at the age of, you know, 17, 18, 19, um, and you are responsible for payrolls and all of that, you, you're, that's Ecclesiastes. Wisdom comes, if you ever see somebody wise, you need to say, what have you been through? Come on, y'all. Like, Bible says wisdom comes through sorrow. You learn a lot by going through a lot. And so I was responsible for a lot very early, not just in business, but just in life. One of the best things my mother did for every single parent, please listen to me. One of the best things my mother ever did was that she allowed me to have the freedom to develop. Like I was doing stuff. I was talking to somebody the other day and I started thinking about it. And I was doing stuff that I was like, wow, like I was doing a whole lot. Like I was doing a whole lot. And she allowed me the freedom to do it. She did not. If I listen, especially if you're raising a son, please listen to me. Somebody said, thank you for the pre-order tip. Amen. Um, um, she gave me the freedom to do what I needed to do. One of the best things you could ever do, if you're, especially if you're a single parent raising a son, just raising a son, period. Give them the freedom to develop. Do not. Can I say this, ladies, with all respect and love? Y'all know me. I'm the people's bishop. I love God, love people, love life. But you have to take them off of your nipple. I know that's rough for some of y'all, but it's true, right? You cannot overly coddle your sons. Eve was formed in the garden. Adam was formed in the wild. When you take away a young man's ability to form in the wild. He needs to hurt. He needs to lose some money. He needs to let a little girl cheat on him. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. He needs to lose some money. He needs to have some friends. He needs that. Because if not, you will get this, 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 this type of man that doesn't know how to accomplish anything without somebody helping him. He needs to struggle to, to get his first apartment without you paying for it. Y'all don't like it, but it's right. Y'all are not talking to me tonight. He needs that. He needs that. Uh, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. And then, I'm, listen, I'm going to drop the net and take the offering. Listen. Um, um, so um, the scripture says this. The scripture says this. Um, um, he's the author and finisher of our faith. That means there's a process. Some of you type process. Um, so a butterfly has four stages in its evolutionary process. I've taught this before. I wrote a song about it called Evolutionaries. I wrote a book called Evolutionaries. Did a series called Over Evolutionaries. Somebody said, Bishop, you're teaching good, this late night tent revival. Come on here. All right. I guess I wanted to keep my word because I said I was going to do an ask the visit tonight. I just want to keep my word. Glad you guys are on with me tonight. I pray that this is adding value to your life. You're not on here because you don't have anything else to do. And I am certainly not on here because I don't have nothing else to do. All right. I think I, sh I shared last night after church and after church church, uh, we have had over 9000 people apply to be a part of our Atlanta staff. Um, just that number alone is a lot. Now, 
of course, you know, there's processors to it, but that's the amount of initial app, first time initial applicants, I should say. And it has been such a process and we're, we're getting towards the end of that process. So I, I, I know you are not on here because you haven't done this tonight. I saw that now. So I'm glad to spend this time with you tonight. Um, four stages. Can I just use some of y'all to type four? I like four because four is the biblical number of creativity, which means that God is creating something in you, through you and with you. Thank you, Bishop, for being a man of your word. Yes, I'm telling because I said it, I had to keep my word. Like, I am all about keeping my word. And my team will tell you that if I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And, and if they're responsible for making it happen, they, you got to make it happen because I will not, I will not settle and tolerate saying I was going to do something and did not get it done. We all make mistakes, but I don't like that. Um, because when you're a leader, your currency, your voice, your voice is your um, validity. And if your voice cannot be trusted, then there's no validity, even if what you're saying is good. Because you can't trust your voice, right? Um, anyway, so four. Four is biblical number of creativity. This butterfly. Number one, um, the first stage of a butterfly's development, it's as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed button. That's how a butterfly starts. A butterfly starts as small. Listen, it's something smaller than the end of this Apple charger. All right, and y'all know they probably gonna change it again. I got millions of them and they gonna change it. All right, that's number one. Stage two, it comes out of that small stage. Then it begins and it grows to a hundred times its size. The, the, uh, the caterpillar now, it begins to eat, 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 and it grows a hundred times its size. I want you to see that it starts really small and then stage two, it grows really fast. It starts really small, and then it grows really fast. Somebody says, I'm always like, that's okay, you're gonna get the replay. It starts really small, then it grows really fast. All right, that's stage number two. Stage number three is the kicker. Because in stage number three, after, everybody listen, because this is where some of y'all are at. After seeing all of that progress in stage three, it is now hidden underground or underneath a leaf. What? After all that progress, now you can't see any of it. It's in hiding. And I need you to hear me. Part of its process, listen, part of its process is nobody knows where it's at. And for some of you, you have felt like, watch me, you have been overlooked. You have felt like your efforts have not been rewarded or, or not seen or not paid attention to. It is literally part of the process that can't nobody know what's going on in you. Oh God, I can go up. It's, it's part of your process that you're, watch me, that good things are happening in you, but nobody sees it. It is part of your process that good things are developing for you and nobody's paying attention to it. It is part of your process that nobody sees what's happening in you. It's part of your process that, you're, that it seems like you're missing. It's part of your process. God, that's going to make me, I want to literally... Throw this chair. There's a mirror right here. I'm going to break this mirror with this chair because that is good to me. For some of you like, God, what's going on? It is literally part of your process that you are hidden underground and you're hidden underneath the leaf. That's your process. Can I just get you to type that on the screen? My process. And if you, listen, if you avoid stage three, you can't get to stage four. And for many of you, here's, here's the problem, is that you want to be prayed out of stage three, not realizing you need it. Mm. You want to be prayed out of stage three, not realizing you need it. 
You want the Lord to bring you out of it, but what's happening in stage three? The butterfly is now developing things it didn't need. See, in stage two, it's a caterpillar. A caterpillar is on the ground. A caterpillar moves very slow. A caterpillar goes something like, I think it was, a, I forget the exact thing, I think it's like 30, 30 inches an hour, something like that, really slow. All right, all right, but now I'm about to shift from down here to up there. Y'all better come on, let's go up tonight. So stage three is necessary because in stage two, I didn't need wings because I was on the ground. Stage three, I'm about to be flying over what I was looking at. Let me see if I can say it another way. I'm about to be reflecting on what I used to be stuck in. You better hear me. We need stage three. And stage three lasts as long. Listen, the longer stage three lasts, the bigger the butterfly will be. If stage three only lasts for a couple of weeks, that's going to be a little butterfly. But for what we call the monarch butterflies, the large butterflies, they, let, they are in stage two for a prolonged period of time. Why? Because a monarch, a king, Revelation 5, 10, he makes you a king and a priest. You're spiritual and successful. That one rules the, the air as it relates to butterflies. So here's what I discovered. If he leaves me in stage three for a while, when I come out, what I'm going to do is going to shake the world. Some of y'all need to go into a digital praise right there. I got to go. But some of y'all need to put that on the Some of you need to go into a digital praise right there. Right there. Because, you, you listen, you want it out of it quick. But God said, oh, no, boo. Oh, no. Because when you come out of this, what you going to do, they were talking about Jeff Bezos. They're going to be talking about you. Your name's about to be brought up. Your influence is about to expand. There's a Greek word for it called your metron, the measure of your metron. I wish somebody that's been in a prolonged stage three would put a praise on this screen. Because what you're going to do is going to change systems, change structures. God, that's good to me. It's developing things. It didn't need wings at stage two. It needs them at stage three. It didn't need antennae the way it would need them in stage three. There's things that it didn't need in stage two that it's going to need in stage four. It's developed in stage three. Wow. Okay. So what happens? Stage four, it has to bust out of that cocoon. Bust out of what's called a chrysalis. And to bust out of that chrysalis, it requires a struggle. And that's what I was saying about the developmental process. It has to struggle. Why? That struggle strengthens its wings. Its wings will not have the capacity to fly. It's Listen, it's never flown before. So without the struggle, its wings literally... You ever sprayed a bug, an insect, a flying insect? What that stuff does is once it gets on their wings, it begins to suffocate them. It makes it that their wings cannot move. So now they can't, you ever seen this happen? You spray the raid stuff or whatever you use. Now they're still on the ground. They can't go forward. Um, and now they, they'll suffocate and they'll die. Now they're on the ground. And it was flying, but now it can't fly because its wings don't have the strength to fly. So I need you, you ready for this? Somebody said, I'm about to run through this house. Get up and run. Okay. You literally need the struggle because the struggle's teaching you how to fly. You, you literally need to struggle. The struggle is teaching you how to fly. Um, so that's what I was saying um, as, as it relates to even sons, if you're raising a son, because um, you need some struggles. 
they need some time to, to go through that. So the question, how do you start dating after leaving a traumatic relationship? I'm gonna just say it this way. Great question. I want you to get the series Relationship Revolution. It's in our app and our podcast. Guys, how can you get our app? Text the word HARVEST to 55498. Can I get a few of you to type that? I gotta go, because this thing could take me all the way up. We could have straight church tonight. We could have Thursday night church. Is tonight on YouTube? Um, they'll post, it will be posted on YouTube. Um, but uh, it'll be on the Instagram right after this. It'll be posted on YouTube and Facebook and all of that. All right? I want you to get that series. It's going to help you how to do that. Help you how to do that, okay? Text the word Harvest to 55498. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, come on to the Lord. You're not watching this by accident. Not on a Thursday night at 1040 Mountain Time, 1240 Eastern Time. For some of my Canadian family, what time is it there? Like dark 30? Um, if you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight's your night. You're not watching this by accident. So on the count of three, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. I'm gonna just give, I'm gonna drop the net real fast. Do that hand with me emoji or say it's me. I'm gonna lead you to the Lord a prayer tonight. If this bless you, I want you to sow. If if this bless you, I want you to sow. How do you sow? Use the cash app, Bishop Foreman with the number one. Somebody says, love the background. Thank you. I love it too. I picked it out. Huh? Um, um, but so use the cash app Bishop Homer with the number one or you can go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give and we've got PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, all of that. But you need to sow. Somebody said, I'm about to go to sleep and you heard that notification. This is for you. I pray that when you are sleeping tonight, I appreciate. Hey, Dallas, uh, I, I pray that when you're sleeping tonight, this would be for you. I appreciate the Dallas Z Gallery. I appreciate Dallas Z Gallery. Come on here. All right. Um, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. The hand wave emoji say it's me. One, two, three. That's you. Respond real fast. Respond real fast. I know it's late. I just want to drop that net. I don't ever like doing a live and not giving people the opportunity to come through the Lord. Over 50 now. I think we're over like, I think it's like 54, 55, something like that. People this year have given their lives to the Lord. And that's awesome. We want to see even more. Last year, just have 600 did. And we want to see more and more people come to the Lord. Please become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Be sure. Just put that hand up. I will wait for you. Five. I'm waiting. Just respond. Four. I will wait for you. Three, even if you're watching a replay. Two, people get saved on the replays too. One, hallelujah. Everybody just pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. You are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I need you to text decision to 55498. If you just prayed that for the first time, or you recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure. Love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. If this bless you, go so. I'm, this is that was good. Redefine a win. I'm gonna do a whole. That's where we start. I'm gonna do a whole video about it um, tomorrow. I'm gonna have to redefine a win. Great questions tonight. Um, love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom to you. I pray your Friday is full of absolute favor and um, and good things. Amen. Shalom, everybody. Have a good night. Much love. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.